From minimum wage to six-figure incomes, high school diplomas to PhDs, this podcast is about the workers who make up our nation's economy. I'm Allie, and this is Employed. We love just getting first down. We have to celebrate the first down because, um, you know, making a movie can take years. And if you're just gunning for the touchdown of like releasing it and having a hit, you're not going to be able to find that much because those moments come really rarely. Thank you so much, Pip, for joining me today and coming onto the show to talk about what you do. Can you introduce yourself? Sure thing. Um, And thank you for having me, Alicia. So my name is Pip. I work at a independent film finance sales and production company. Um, I am the VP of sales and acquisitions there. And my, what my company does is we produce finance and sell independent genre films um, on a worldwide, in the worldwide market. So uh, there, you know, Companies like ours, if you ever see a a film that has premiered at Sundance or South by Southwest or Tribeca um, that then goes on to get, you know, distribution on Netflix or, or, um, you know, with with a studio or independent distributor, chances are a company like my own has um, either financed it, produced it or sold it. Um, And so, you know, I work in a in this sort of constellation of, of um, different companies that, you know, bring independent film to life from script to screen to, um, you know, uh, the theaters or, or on Netflix or Amazon. Um, and, you know, my, my specific role at the company, I kind of do two things. I, uh, on the one hand, I look after our sales slate in North America. So, I handle all the all the films that are available for North American distribution. I I, I handle and I represent and I, I solicit and negotiate offers for. Um, and then I also sit on the creative team at my company, which means that I'm looking for projects for us to produce and finance. I'm developing ideas with writers, hiring writers to break story and write treatments and scripts, um, attaching directors and attaching casts to our projects. Um, yeah, that is a, that's it in a nutshell. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I I think that's really cool just to kind of get some perspective on, on what people in the industry, uh, go through, because I think, you know, consumers like myself who really have no, um, touch in the film industry, we really don't consider everything that goes on into, uh, you know, getting a film out that, that, you know, we just stream on Netflix and we don't think of all the people that are involved besides just the, the actors and the people we see at face value. So how did you get into that, into this industry? Yeah. So I, I mean, you know, I did a lot of film internships when I was in college. Um, I always kind of knew that I wanted to be in this world. I, um, you know, was very much, I very much grew up, um, performing and, and, and writing and, and just the, you know, in, in the storytelling world in general. Um, I, I did work in the theater for a little while, but eventually I, I knew that my, my, my heart would be in this world of indie film. And so um, I got my start just doing a lot of internships in college um, in New York. From then, I, from there, I just kind of worked my way up the latter, um, you know, had a had a j- assistant job at a 
major agency in their film finance group, um, worked stints at a couple of other sales companies and eventually landed where I am today. With your background, is there specific education or experience that's generally required for your specific position? No, um, I wouldn't say there is a specific education. The, you know, a, a lot of people go to film school, a lot of people go to, um, you know, producing programs at film schools. Um, other people come at it from, uh, you know, a, a cinema studies background, a directing background. Um, you know, really, I think the, the, the way the film industry is structured is, is, you know, it's very much like an apprenticeship when you start. You're not really expected to know much of anything. Of course, it helps to have relationships and to have, you know, someone opening the door for you. Um, but I, you know, came in, I came into this world really not knowing anybody and, and was able to build my career off of, you know, just a, a couple of internships. And so really it's, you know, the, the thing that you need to get ahead in this world is um, time. It's, it's, it's really commitment. Um, but if you put in the, you know, the time and the, and the effort and, and you kind of pay your dues, um, eventually you get to where you want to be. And my next question is, what are the demographics that you typically see in this field or at your workplace specifically uh, regarding gender and age range? I, I did explore your guys' website a little bit, which uh, did show uh, the different uh, staff that you guys have on board and it. It looked to be almost equal. Um, do you notice a certain trend in this field? That's a really interesting question. I would say I, I don't personally notice if there is a, you know, if there is a demographic breakdown that would be different from any other industry. I mean, I would say that the one thing that, you know, more often than not, you, you know, you will notice is that, um, you know, it's true, people who work in Hollywood more often than not tend to have um, uh, more, they, they, they come from the liberal side of the political spectrum. Um, that's one thing that you would consistently notice is uh, it, it's, it's, it's very much endemic to the film industry, um, uh, more so than any, any other industries, I think just because of the, you know, they always say politics is downstream from culture and, and, and you know, our industry has um, an influence, you know, a real influence on, on culture. And, and I think because of that, it, it attracts a certain um, kind of person who, uh, you know, believes in um, progressive politics and, and, and whatnot. Um, in terms of, you know, gender and, and race, you know, it's, it's you know, I, I think because of that, it's, it's pretty diverse. You know, it, it, it not only is it diverse, I would say, it, it, you know, that the industry is hypercognizant of diversity. And, and you know, uh, you have people always, when, when people are hiring, they always want to make sure that um, they are taking it into account um, the diversity angle. And so, you know, you've seen that happen more and more over the past couple of years. Okay, that's good to know. Thanks for including that bit about uh, that it's, it seems to kind of lean more on the li liberal side of the political spectrum. That is something that I would have never considered. So that's, that's really interesting to know. 
And then my next question has to do with range of salary or pay in this field. And obviously this can heavily range depending on, you know, which, you know, which, which company you're in or what position you have. But um, first of all, I guess, what range of salary can someone typically expect for your position and your number, number of years in the field? And then where do you guys receive your funding? How do you guys get funded? So um, I'm at a VP level at a, a um, you know, I would say small to medium independent company. Um, you know, I, I think we're, we're a fairly successful company and, and I would say most people kind of in my general peer group um, are making anywhere from a hundred to, um, you know, I would say low to mid six figures a year, um, you know, depending on the profile of the company you're at and, 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 and um, you know, how, you know, if you, if you've got a couple of hits as a company, you're doing obviously better and, and, and you're compensating your employees um, uh, that way. In terms of the, your second question, um, we make money from a couple of things. I would say the biggest chunk is as a sales company. So we represent upwards of 30 to 40 films a year for both North American distribution and also worldwide, you know, rest of world distribution. So we, what we do is we, we take films that are either finished or films that are in pre-production and we um, solicit offers from distributors and streamers around the world. Um, we take, our revenue comes from taking commission off of those sales. So, you know, typically it's the, the, the industry standard is 10%. Um, and so, you know, any, any deal I strike for the distribution of a film that I'm representing, um, the company nets 10% of that advance payment. Um, the other things we do, you know, we're also producers. So we, we make producing fees off of the films that we are hands-on producing ourselves. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, those, those are, you know, primary, the, the main revenue sources. It's sales, it's production, it's consulting. Um, you know, obviously we also finance. That's the other thing we, we so, you know, we, we control a, a fund that um, allows us to finance films on our own. And as film financiers, we have um, equity stakeholder positions in the back ends of movies that we are financing. Thank you for, for breaking that down a little bit. And so how is your progress measured? Um, how do you know that you are getting better at your job? Or, I mean, do you work up towards, you know, different promotions within the company? Or can you, can you kind of break that down a little bit? It's a nuanced question because every company is different. Um, you know, my, my company happens to be an incredibly supportive environment, collaborative environment, um, uh, you know, that, that is uh, team oriented. Um, and so uh, at my particular company, you know, or I would say in my particular position, um, you know, there, there's, the, there's the hard, um, bottom line measurement of, you know, how, how many movies am I 
bringing in to represent um, how much commission am I netting the company each year? Um, and then on the more intangible side, you know, it's, it's, am I setting up projects? Am I building relationships with great filmmakers that will benefit the company long-term? Am I building relationship with great talent, whether they be writers or actors that will benefit the company long-term? So, you know, there, there are a lot of different ways to measure progress. Um, uh, I would say on a, you know, if you take kind of a step back and, and a 50,000 foot view of someone's career, you know, you're primarily judged by the projects that you bring to life or that you have a hand in. So, you know, everyone is after the project that will become a hit, you know, and that you can put on your resume and that when you um, go into meetings with agents and producers and financiers and actors, um, uh, you talk about those really well-received, either critically or commercially, those films that you're, you're proud to have a hand in. What are your typical work hours within your company? Do you feel like um, this industry allows for a proper work-life balance? I mean, I know that that can definitely vary depending on your position within the industry. Yeah. But well, the industry definitely, it varies by company. Um, but I would say generally the expectation in the film business is that you're available 24 seven because um, you know, the, the, the biz, you know, a lot of, a lot of your job is putting out fires and um, you know, if you think of, if you think of what, it, what, what goes into making a movie um, you're depending on hundreds of people and millions of dollars all lining up at the exact same time. Um, and if any one of the, those key pieces, whether it's your money or a key actor or your director falls out of the production um, at a really inconvenient moment, you risk jeopardizing, you know, a, a, a millions of dollars in, in investment. And so because of that, the nature of how that, how, how projects are set up and, and, and come to life, um, you need to really be available all the time to put out fires when they need to be put out. I mean, for me, the nice thing is that my company really respects work-life balance, um, but at the same time, the expectation is that we are there for our clients and for our projects when they need them. So while I'm pretty flexible in defining, you know, what my hours are, you know, you know, even before the COVID started, I was my own boss in terms of defining um, when I could work from home or um, you know when when I would be able to take off for vacation. It was really it's really up to me because um, at the end of the day, the you know when it's my client, the buck stops with me, and so the expectation is that I'm available for them for 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 them um, whenever they need me. There there are a few times where we'll have to set meetings at eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night because we're um, jumping on a conference call with um, producers in Europe or Asia. Um, and so, you know, you know, we're, we're, we're available for those, but we try to keep business meetings, you know, within that nine to five schedule. Um, on the weekends, you know, everyone we have in the industry, what's called um, your weekend read, which means that everyone goes home every weekend with homework. Um, you know, for me, it's typically, I've got to read six to eight scripts a weekend, maybe screen one or two movies that we're considering for sales. And so my, my, you know, my weekends are typically taken up by 
a lot of work as well. But, you know, it's, it's uh, I, I guess the, the, the nice thing is that the work that you do more often than not is really interesting. You know, it's, it's um, if you're reading a great script over the weekend, it doesn't feel like work. You're, it feels like you're reading a really good novel and you're, you're spending time, you know, curling up and, 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 and hearing a good story. So, um, you know, I, I guess like part of the reason why people get into this business is because, you know, if you're, if you're in this world, chances are you're in it because you really love movies and, and, um, it's a pleasure to, to be able to do your work, especially when it feels productive and, and uh, if it feels like you're really working towards something that's gonna be, that's gonna turn out really cool. That is fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love that, that it sounds like if you kind of go into this industry, you know, when you love film, you're getting paid to do what you love and um, that's wonderful. And it, and it really sounds like it's a, a lifestyle. It, you know, that's a really good way to put it. It absolutely is a lifestyle. Um, you know, you, your social circle really comes out of your work uh, a lot. You know, the, the film world is, is pretty insular and you get to know everybody and, and you make a lot of your friends that way. Um, you know, the film festival circuit, you know, everybody hangs out, everybody knows each other. Um, there's, a, there's a very regular cadence and rhythm to our world where, you know, um, you know, every couple months, the entire industry gathers at, you know, whether it's Park City in Utah or Toronto or New York for Tribeca, um, you know, uh, it, it is that like, you know, that lifestyle and culture of the film world that you are buying into when you join the business. Can you maybe walk me through an average day at your job and what that looks like these days? Yeah, um, you know, there really is no average day for me. Every day is real it's pretty different depending on the time of year and part of that is because I have a um, you know I, I have a hybrid job so so you know my specific job is actually you know two jobs inside the company uh, you know on the one hand I'm, I'm handling I'm looking over our North American sales slate so you know any North American distribution deal that has to be um, made is, is my responsibility. Um, and so, you know, the films that we have, you know, depending on if, if it's a, during a busy festival season, for example, if, it, if it's during South by Southwest or, or, or Toronto or Sundance, um, my days are going to be taken up by preparing our films uh, strategy and rollout for those festivals, you know, getting buyers prepped, um, making sure that, you know, uh, the publicists have the messaging and and, and we're, we're all coordinated on the strategy of, of how to build buzz for this movie. Um, if, it's, if it's after the festival, it's typically soliciting offers, negotiating deals, you know, interfacing between uh, buyers and clients. Um, you know, and, the, and then the other part of my job, I, I also sit on the creative content team where you know, we have our projects that we're developing, um, which means that I am you know, either calling agents and looking for writers and, and, and directors and, and looking for projects that we can sign up uh, uh, for as a company, or you know, we're developing um, uh, movie ideas from scratch with directors and writers, um, which means you know, creative breakout sessions, reading scripts, giving notes, um, you know, really digging into um, the, 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 the bones of what'll make uh, you know, this movie work. Um, and then it's a lot of like, you know, a lot of it is, is calling your peers and, and figuring out, you know, what, 
what's the latest project that everyone is talking about? You know, who, who's the latest um, filmmaker that is uh, grabbing attention and, and that we should know about? Um, so, you know, it, you're, you're also constantly doing check-ins with your peers in the industry, making sure that you're up to speed on the latest of what's going on. Um, yeah, and so, you know, it, it, because I have kind of a lot of different responsibilities, depending on the week or the time of year, my, my day could look really, really different. And then my next question is, you know, as you're kind of describing that day, it, it sounds that this job is very, um, you know, it's full of collaboration and you kind of have to be a, a team player. Um, a question that I often like to ask is, you know, how big is interaction in a field like this, you know, just to, to kind of speak to introverts versus extra, extroverts. And I, I think that question has kind of been answered. So um, something else I would like to ask is, do you feel like there's certain personality traits or characteristics that are very important to, to work in a field like this? There are so many different roles in the film world that I feel like every personality type can find their place if they oh, truly cool. love, you know, cinema. The, the, the thing that you point out, which is, which is correct, is that um, film is a collaborative mm -hmm. endeavor. Um, and so, you know, regardless of where you sit in the industry, the ability to work with your peers, solve problems as a team, um, you know, troubleshoot and, and base and, and find the uh, find compromises. That's the biggest yeah. thing. You know, it, it's um, I, I would say the, those are probably most important. It's, it's because you're the film business is really about people and, and you know, you're you're only as valuable as the relationships you can bring to the table. Um, the people who are best at building relationships often find themselves, uh, you know, getting a leg up early on or even later in their careers. What is maybe a, the best day that you've had at your job or a memory that stands out in a positive way or, or what does a good day look like to you? Because I work in, in sales, um, a good day for me is a bidding war when, when you've got a movie that is that a lot of different buyers want and um, you know, you're, you're able to have all the leverage and find a really fantastic deal for your client. Um, that's a good day. A, a really great day is um, when you, you know, a project that you've been working on for years gets to, to use some football lingo we love, we love just getting first downs. We have to celebrate the first downs because, um, you know, making a movie can take years. And if you're just gunning for the touchdown of like releasing it and having a hit, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to be able to find that much because those moments come really rarely. Um, and so, you know, I think as um, people in the film business, what you learn to do is you learn to celebrate the first downs and, and to think of those as really great days. So if you've been working on a movie for a really long time and, you know, a really great actor um, calls and says, we want to do your movie or I'm attaching to your movie, that's a fantastic day. That's a really great win. If you've been, um, you know, grinding away at the script with a writer for months and you get um, a draft back and it reads better than you ever expected, that's a really great day because it's really hard to, to, to you know, get good scripts. Um, and so we always are looking at celebrating those, those little wins that, that are, you know, of course, like the big wins are all made of little wins along the road. Yeah. Um, and, and for us, it's always, you know, 
I find myself at least, it's always good to remain optimistic and, and to really like appreciate the little wins that you get day to day. And then the opposite, what's a bad day at work or what's a challenge that you find yourself frequently facing? One of the challenges is, is sometimes you love something that the market just doesn't respond to. And that's really tough. You know, yeah. maybe it's a movie that you're taking out and you, um, you know, that you really believe in and, and you think is, wor is worthwhile and that audiences when they watch it will really, really respond to it. But for one reason or another, buyers just shrug or, or, or they're too afraid of taking the risk on something. And, um, you know, the challenge is then um, having to go back to your clients and explain the reality to them. You know, it's always, it's always a disappointing conversation to have when, you know, um, you're, you, you, you have a, cl a client with a movie or maybe it's your own movie that the, that the market doesn't really respond to. Um, and that happens to everybody. You know, we all, you know, it happens often enough to go back to what I was saying, you know, previously, it, 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 those, those moments of disappointment happen often enough that the, the little wins that you get feel that much sweeter. And then what is the end goal for someone in your position? Is there different promotions that you're hoping to see in your future or where are you hoping to end up? The end goal is always to, to make films that resonate, that really work, that um, people, every, that people respond to, critics, audiences, um, festival programmers, um, you know, it, it's, it's really to like build those movies and be a part of their journeys. One of the tough things about the film business is that it's a, it's, it's a pretty forgetful business. So the second that you've had a hit, you know, everyone's asking you, well, what's next? And so there really is no, you know, I would say like, it's hard to think of an end goal from this vantage point of, yeah. you know, you're still working kind of in the trenches and, and trying to figure, figure it out. Um, I think the end goal, uh, you know, it's not really a goal, but the, the moment where you feel satisfaction is when you've done this for a while and you've, you've, you've made a couple of, 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 of great, films that you're really proud of to look back on our career and like, and, and like to think of, you know, the things that you've been a part of that have had resonance in our culture. Um, you know, I, I think that's the moment of satisfaction that everybody is working towards. Um, it, but it's not, a, you know, it's not like an official, you're never going to get an award for, unless you get an Oscar or something, <laughs> you're, you're not going to, uh, uh, you know, unless you're one of those lucky few, um, you're, you're not really going to get an award for um, being a part of a bunch of cool movies or like, you know, uh, uh, being instrumental in making them happen. Um, but which is why I think it's really important to always be reflective um, and, you know, think about what you've been able to accomplish. Think about why you love the business and what you can continue to, to do to like make those projects happen. And, and then lastly, what kind of advice would you have for someone who is wanting to get into the film industry? The advice I have is to, unless you're really well connected and have, a, have, have an uncle or a relative that's going to get you in, you're going to start at the bottom. Um, and, uh, you know, you have to uh, be open-minded and, and willing to work hard and dedicate yourself to a couple of years that are, it's gonna feel really hard at the beginning. You know, so one, one piece of advice that I always give to um, 
you know, I, I used to mentor um, uh, kids who wanted to, not kids, but, but people just out of college who wanted to go in the film business. And one piece of advice I had always had to give them was, um, if you can get a job at a major agency, take it. Um, because, you know, those jobs um, are, they are really tough. You know, they're, they're not fun. You, you're going to work long hours. You're going to be, um, uh, you're going to be blamed for things that aren't your fault. Um, you're going to have to get people's coffee and, and like kind of bottom of the totem pole. But the experience that you get, um, the, 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 the kind of immersion into the culture um, and that with the network of peers that you're going to work alongside that are going to grow up and, and you know, uh, be uh, your colleagues and, and, and part of your Rolodex someday, that, that's, the, that's invaluable. So, you know, it's my, my advice, if I were talking to my to younger self, it's, it's just, you know, uh, be willing to tough it out if you really right. want this be willing to tough it out and um, timing is everything. And, and, you know, you have no control over timing, but the one thing that you do have control over is taking a swing enough time so that eventually the timing lines up. Uh, and, and, it, and eventually it does for everybody if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you persevere for long enough. A big thank you to Pitt for donating his time to the show. Follow us on Instagram at Employed Podcast and visit our website, employedpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.